Hey, hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Matt. And this is First Draft with... Us. Somebody. <laughs> What's up, Matt? Um, you know what? It's a beautiful day out. Taking yeah. a walk in the park and with the dog. Seems like we record our podcast a lot here. A lot of inspiration to just... Well, it's quiet, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of quiet than you find inside. Yeah, absolutely. You know what it is? It's like that inspiration, too. I, I feel like whenever we go on these walks in the park, we get away from everything that's at home and that reminds us of, like, stuff, like responsibilities, like whether it be, you know, work or meetings or, you know, what whatever we're doing, you know? And Kids or... Obvious, yeah, that's all of that. You know, anything that is, like, our daily life. Suddenly we're removed from that environment and we're looking around and we're in a beautiful environment and we're able to just sort of connect. I mean, not just with each other, but just to ourselves, you know, to our inner selves and, and, and uh, talk about, like, the real stuff. Well, I think taking the walls off or down, too, you know, because yeah. that's what we're doing in a way. We live inside boxes. We travel to places in boxes yeah. on wheels. Yeah. We're constantly boxed in with everything we're doing. Yeah, so it's like that work in pu- cubicles. <laughs> God, I, I used to do it all the time, and it was, I, you know, a way to pay the bills. But it's just like the the worst way to live a life. Yeah, I feel like inside of a box, trapped, in, God, trapped and <laughs> and locked in. Yeah, inside. Well, when there's so much vastness. I mean, and, it's literally and metaphorically like limiting you know and it Mm -hmm. it puts um it keeps us in inside the box of like what we can do for ourselves it 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 limits our um imagination it limits our field of possibilities of what we can do for ourselves um all we can see is like what's around us and and it just um and it keeps us I hate to say it, but, you know, in line in a bad way, you know, it's like, well, don't do this and don't do that. And you have to get this done and you have to get that done. And, and, you know, enjoying life, feeling guilty about, you know, taking time to enjoy life because you're in this environment with all of this stuff that you feel like you should be attending to, whether it be you're at home and, oh, well, well, look, I got to clean the house or, you know, or I've got to pay these bills or you're at work and I've got to get this and this done or, you know, whatever it is. It's just um, you stop yourself from from enjoying life or you or you put the pause button on the enjoyment of life because you feel like you have to take care of all this stuff first if you just get out of that situation get out of the environment get out of it you know suddenly you realize how unimportant it really was to do it all yeah right then and there there's a lot of that absolutely we push ourselves so hard to fulfill our lives with the things we think are important and we don't even have a clue as to what it really is. I mean, I talked about this yesterday um, about how if if we knew ourselves better, we would be able to spend more time living in our gifts. Yeah. And we would spend less time worrying about how we should be doing this or that to serve the world. Right. You know? Because right. Because we, we feel like we, we should be better humanitarians. We should be feeding the homeless and taking care of the poor and, and doing whatever it is. Um... But it's, in reality, it's just like, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to figure out who we are first. Like, get to the basis right. and the root of the person we are. So we realize, you know, and I asked you this last night, like, what is it that you love to do? What lights you up inside? And you said making 
you know, being happy, basically, or making it, helping other people become happy and find what they want to do. Right. Helping um, other pe- people become happy or helping other people find joy, putting a smile on their face is what makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. and it's that thing. It's We all have gifts. We all have room. Or we all have these, these things that we're, we're uniquely qualified to do. Um, but we, we don't take time to discover it because we're always in these boxes yeah. of I'm this is the blueprint for my life. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And we can't ever get out of that mindset because it's been so ingrained in us. And it's also hard to get off that wheel because we've spent our lifetime doing it, you know, through school, programming, watching our, our, our parents do it, trying to survive, thinking we need all these things to survive um, so that we get to a point where we have, now we're, we're no longer, you know, uh, buying things to fulfill our lives or doing things to fulfill our lives we're doing things so we don't have the creditor or the debt collector or somebody come and break our kneecaps because we can't pay the bills i mean isn't that sick and sad and not only that you're doing something you hate yeah to just basically to to keep the heat on in the house you know and that's like it's really depressing you know I, i like right now um I started a new job not too long ago and mm-hmm. it's waiting tables and um, I and I really for waiting tables I really like it like that I couldn't for waiting tables I really couldn't ask for a better place to work is it perfect no but it has all the elements of like a restaurant that I like I mean I'm working with um, people that are adults and we're treated like adults um, it's individually owned so there's no, no this corporate crap um, and the the customers are there. It's really a special. Their customers are great. The people that work there are great. So it, it is a special place. Still, that being said, it's waiting tables, and and we talked about this yesterday. How um, you know you when you were um, when you were a, a personal trainer when you were working for gyms. It's it's close mm-hmm. to what you want to do, but it wasn't quite it. Yeah. Like I feel like with this job, I'm able to use some of my talents, and um, but it's to a point where as far as like I'm good with people I'm fast on my feet I'm a good multitasker I can you know I work well under pressure um I'm kind of this chameleon I know how to you know read people and give them what they want um and so I'm able to do that in this and I and I make decent money doing it but it's almost extra frustrating because it's just close but not quite you know it still seems pointless you know and I and I know that um, I want to be doing something else. I just don't know exactly what that's going to look like right now. Yeah. And so it's being okay with the process of it. Yeah. But at the same time, looking for that, taking that time to do self-discovery, which you do, you know, I think part of the issue is we do get so caught up in it, we forget that we need to look inward and figure out what we truly love and what we truly want. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't until I, I forgot about all the pretenses of my past life and the things that I thought I was supposed to be doing and just said, okay, these are the things that I love to do. I have no clue how I'm going to make it happen. Like making people laugh, inspiring, motivating, that kind of thing. I have no clue. Like I always thought it was working out, but that was only a symptom of being called fat my whole life. Yeah. Um, so it was a symptom of hate towards me. Right. That I wanted to retaliate, basically, and use that for, for gain. You're trying to, to destroy, prove wrong. destroy the person that, you know, you're trying to destroy the that person that you were before that hated that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I, 
figuring out that it wasn't that because I wasn't ever happy there. Figuring out that it wasn't the sales jobs. It wasn't. The, it was never the money. Never had a thing to do with the money. Um, it didn't matter how much because every time I got a job where I was making good money, I always spent like I was like it was the last day, my last day on earth. Mm-hmm. I bought all the things that I thought were going to make me happy, and I was happy the moment I bought the thing. And like four seconds later, I was like, "Why did I just buy that? I don't even. I don't want it." Right. Like, I didn't want it. Right. Immediate buyer's remorse, like all the time. Yeah, you had this guilt because you know that you didn't really need it and you just. Yeah, I just. It was like yeah. an impulse buy because it felt good. It was like coming. Yeah. It was literally like, oh, I need to, I need to come. <laughs> like masturbation. <laughs> yeah, basically. And yeah. it's just, it was so self serving. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting to this point where, you know, I'm doing things that fulfill my life that are serving others but it's also you know i talked about this in the meeting too like there should be no shame or guilt in wanting to feel good helping other people like that's another issue thinking that we have to there's there's some kind of glory or nobility and suffering to help somebody else like why yeah that's part of the sickness like we think that we have that we have to have some form of suffering in our life to help other people is bullcrap no, we, we don't. should not have to suffer to help anybody, but and we don't have to. Is we what don't, I'm and and absolutely not. I 100% agree with that. I think though, what the main goal is is to not go into serving other people for with um, expectations of yourself feeling better, with specific expectations of this will make me feel better, so I'm going to do this. No, you do it to serve the other person. It's about getting out of yourself, and okay. You do, well, let me speak to that yeah. real quick because. I don't necessarily agree okay. because it talks about in the big book, the only thing that would keep us sober is working with another alcoholic. Right. Now, is that not saying that I need to go work with an alcoholic so I stay sober? It doesn't mean that I'm, it doesn't say that I'm going to feel great about it. Right. Right. But I'm going to stay sober. I, I agree and with so that. So the outcome is what I'm looking for of whether it be a feeling or not. Like, and it also, like the I said, it talks about, sober. right. The expectation is stay sober. Or the expectation is, I want to be healthy, not I want this workout to make me feel great about myself. Right. Um, or I want to have financial freedom, not I want my money to give me value. Yeah. Well, I think maybe you're, you're right. I think we should have that expectation about service. You know, service will keep us sober. Absolutely. We should have faith in that, um, 100%. But I also think that when we fine-tune those expectations like okay i'm going to do this so i should feel better right now or i should get right. ri- you know and because it, it doesn't work that way right. you know it but it um it's just that i get on the flip side well yeah there's no nobility in suffering this life was meant to be enjoyed and to you know to share love and to show love and to um and to do things that we enjoy and of course we have you know, to, to have freedom to enjoy life, we have to have discipline too. Yeah. And so, but there doesn't have to be suffering in discipline. No. And people think that they get so caught up that it has to, you know, discipline has um, become this word that's synonymous with punishment. Discipline isn't punishment. You know, discipline is just structured habits teaching and, and teaching yourself that you can, it's building strength. It's building character. You know, it's teaching yeah. yourself to, um, that... You do these things and the outcome, it is a sacrifice. Discipline can be a sacrifice. I have to give up this time and I have well, to do this in order to have this. But what's the, really the definition of sacrifice is you give up something to have something greater. 
Well, in in that case, it's not really a sacrifice, you know, in my opinion. It's because you're not, if you're sacrificing to have something you love, is it really a sacrifice? Like, it's just... Well, it's still sacrifice. You're giving something up. You're giving up something. But it's like, really, that is the definition of sacrifice most of the time, where it's like we give up something for something greater, you know? And so that's, you are giving something up. You could be giving up your time. You're giving up, or whatever it is, or maybe, you know, doing something else, but... The reality is, okay, so let's say I am disciplined and I get up and, and this, and you are so good about this. I'm not as good, but I do try every day. You know, Matt jumps out of bed every morning at 5 a.m. and he goes straight to the gym. He doesn't think about it. He doesn't allow himself to sit there. He, you know, he barely says good morning to me and he's out the door, you know. I don't say good morning to me. <laughs> I said barely. Because you try to pull me back into the bed. <laughs> I know that I'm not, it's not happening. <laughs> Like, nope. No, I don't. I have to cut it off because otherwise I won't want to get out of bed. Yeah. I, but no, I, I don't pull him back into the bed. (laughs) Ever. Succubus. (laughs) (laughs) But he does. He jumps out of bed and he goes to the gym every single morning. Now, would some say that's a sacrifice to get up at 5 a.m. and to, um, you know, that's really early. And no matter what, he could go there when he could still be lying in bed. You know, and it's and under the warm covers when he's really sleepy and tired and getting an extra couple hours of sleep. And um, but here's the payoff. Let's say he doesn't ever get up and go to the gym, you know, and he does sleep in every morning, a couple more hours under the warm covers. That sounds great, right? Well, you're down the road, you know, after never going to the gym. Where is he going to be? You know, that's what it's and that's what it comes down to. And so I promise you, then suddenly the extra couple hours, couple hours of sleep in the morning isn't going to seem so great when you when you, you know looking at how you feel and look you know a year down the road yeah like yeah an extra an hour in the morning ends up being an extra 60 pounds well <laughs> because well for me right like i'm down about 45 pounds in the past nine months right so for me not going to the gym is it's like okay I'm I'm just I put on weight really easily. I have to stay active and do stuff. Right. But it's also my day is so much better when I get up and I just because I don't want to. Like I don't ever feel like running or lifting in the first thing in the morning. I feel like sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know. I, and so making just doing it anyway. That's part of the discipline. It's like forgetting about the feelings, just moving, allowing your brain to be shut off. Yeah. And not listening to it anymore. Right. And meditation's helped with that so much. I think meditation has been um, the cornerstone this time around for me because it it's not that the thoughts don't happen, that I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to run. I feel so sick and tired and sleepy, and I just want to lay in bed. and Oh, I want to make some breakfast and eat something fattening. and Like, all those thoughts are there, but there's there's this buffer that's just like, bleh, it's just a thought. Yeah. You know, it's not... It's not a, a sentence it's a thought it's like i don't have to listen to it it's not a command anymore it used to be like a command where it's like but i'm really tired and like okay well i have to sleep (laughs) because matt's brain said he's really tired and his feelings say he's really tired it's just a thought but it's almost like instantaneously you can play the tape through and know it's not worth it you know and just know that that's that's not anything that i ultimately want to do i just let it pass now yeah because it's no longer about not feeling like doing something it's about showing up where you said you were going to show up yeah sure absolutely because once you start making one excuse then it's easy to make it's a slippery slope for the next excuse for the next excuse i mean and so let's let's face it it's not just about not working out in the morning because if it was just about that 
yeah, you might gain some weight and you phys- and you wouldn't be physically in shape. Um, but there's a lot of other aspects of your life that are going to be affected after that. Yeah. You know, because it does start your day and it starts everything. And that's like, and that's how you do things. And that's how, and so we need those habits and rituals in order to um, stay in that healthy frame of mind and keep us going and know that. And it gives us also that um, discipline builds, um, it builds self-confidence. I mean, knowing that we can push through something, through pain, through the I don't want to's, through the I don't feel like it, through all of that that um, then when something else terrible comes up in our lives, we'll be like, well, I pushed through that. I can push through this. And um, knowing that you can handle it. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it does. It, it builds a lot of that. And, you know, meditation, you're right, absolutely, is such a, is such a key element. Well, hold on real quick. Yeah. Before we go there, I think pushing through stuff, too, is like um, when we have certain feelings and I'm like when we've done the things that we're required to do for the day I think being able to check in is so important too like if you have something tragic happen or something bad happen in your life that that weighs the stress on on the the human mind and body that we don't understand and there's times where you know you need to be able to check in and say I just need I need time and and I think that's important to be able to there's there's parts where like when I'm working out and I'm like this is hard I know I need to push through it mm-hmm. but when there's times of um, there are times of extreme suffering human suffering obviously where we go through loss that it's like I just I need some time to, to process this yeah. Where, we, where I can't function at a workable level. And this I think that's what, like, depression, yeah. depression and anxiety, stuff like that comes in. Like, just push through the, like, when I posted that about smiling, like, I, you know, I wasn't talking about, oh, just smile if, if you're depressed. Um, because it doesn't work, no. right? It's, it's a combination of things. And now I get to smile because of the combination of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I, you know, checking in with myself not saying I'm just going to push through this hunger or loneliness. Like when I'm hungry, I eat now. When I'm lonely, I communicate with somebody. When I'm tired, I sleep sometimes, which I haven't done today Right. <laughs> when I want to. Um, when I'm angry, I write or talk to somebody. I, I vent it out. I let it come out. I don't judge the feeling, but I don't, you know, I don't ignore it. Because I, th- I think when we talk about pushing through something, we can talk. We, a lot of people will get the idea that we're talking about like totally ignoring it, like sweeping it under the rug. No, not and that's not what we're talking of, about. Not denial yeah. of what we're going through. Absolutely not at all. But, and and to understand, I used to hate the expression "just do your best" because I thought, God, I have to be on my to be on my A game all the time. That's exhausting. Yeah. No, sometimes our best is varying degrees on, on where at we're each at. Moment, yeah, and at where we're at, just do your best for the moment, you know? Yeah. I and that's and that's really what it means is that if your best is that all you that you couldn't get to the gym because you were ex, that you were in pain, but you know, be it mental, physical, whatever, and all you could do was make it out of bed and, and hit your knees and say your prayers and that's your best that day. Yeah. You know, and that's that's all you can do. Hey taking those cuffs off that make us feel trapped um that because there's so much anxiety fear and depression built around we should be doing these things 
and we just don't feel like we have the energy so we can't even start because it's like literally trying to eat an elephant you know every single day and none of us can do it and being you know practicing willingness I I asked uh, the community on Twitter like ask me how I can be of service and it's honestly openness and willingness yeah because that that can help correct the path of my entire life if I'm honest about what what I'm feeling if I'm open to new ideas and new ways of doing things and if I'm willing to actually take action on those things then my life can turn around right and and that's really what it comes down to is that you're right absolutely that willingness I need to be willing to do whatever it takes you know to if, if I'm in a bad place and I know there are steps that I can take to pull me out of this place I have to be willing to take them I can't or otherwise I just want I want to be there and I want to complain I'd rather be there and complain than than take those those necessary steps yeah and being honest about that too because sometimes we do feel sorry you know and just say well I guess I'm just not willing to do it yet you know and And, like pray for the willingness and it's how willing we are is again it's like I want to work out and I'm willing to work out and this is humility it's like I have to realize the idea of who I want to be like that guy that was able like I used to be able to you know squat over 500 pounds like run a four minute mile like do all this crazy fitness stuff I'm not that guy anymore Mm -hmm. I have to remember like where I am at physically and mentally right now and so where the idea of myself and the reality of myself match up and like sometimes if the best I can do is one push-up or like walk a mile that's still better than just not doing it whatsoever like just be willing to do whatever it is you can do right at the place you're at and not think like I'm supposed to be a triathlete or I'm supposed to be the fittest man on earth or I'm supposed to be this I want to be the best this even it's so crazy I was listening to Sadhu Gara guru this morning too he's like with everything we want to be the most something the most this even when people say i am so stupid i want to be the most stupid person on earth (laughs) like you can't even be you don't there's no middle ground like what is wrong with being middle Mm -hmm. you know like that's where everyone in life is we're all in the middle of something but none of us want to actually take hold and live there we want to be the stupidest person or the smartest person or the best looking person or the fastest or the most you know attractive or the richest or whatever like even or i'm the most homeless person like i want to be the i want to be the worst off or the best off well that's the ego you know that wants to stand out that wants to be uh that that just wants to be noticed wants to be above you know in in some way wants to be doesn't want to be in the middle doesn't want to go unnoticed and um the ego is so afraid of uh of being invisible Mm -hmm. um and being in the middle is about as invisible as you can be in the middle of the pack, yeah. you know? And I thought and about this the other day, that our ego is literally like a Frankenstein monster built by every interaction we've ever had with every any person in our entire life growing up. Like, because as children we were born, we don't know, we perceive the world in such a different light way. We don't understand things until we start identifying and attaching tags to people and places and things we start creating this like Frankenstein of Mm -hmm. I love the way that person is this or I hate how this looks like that 
and we start like building this image of what we think we're supposed to be mm -hmm. and then we just give it life and we like hit it with a hundred a thousand bolts of electricity and it's like and raise it, and monster and then that monster terrify or terrorizes <laughs> the entire the entire landscape you know and, and it's happened with me with drinking i thought i was going to be this guy and that frankenstein that i built in my mind yeah. i used to think he was superman right i was so delusional i thought he was superman well yeah yeah no i get it i i totally get it i um you know and it's this conundrum of ego and extreme insecurity because if you you can think that you're supposed to be this thing and if but if anything you're so insecure that if you fall short of anything of any of that which you think you're supposed to be that you're not worthy of love you're not worthy of anything yeah. you know so yeah. that's how insecure you are yet you feel like you should be so great it's like where yeah going back to being in the middle where's the middle you know right. and there, there's nothing wrong with just acceptance of exactly where you're at and 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 that's what it is about being present and exactly and being okay with exactly where you're at and sometimes not being okay with exactly where you're at because you're not doing what you should be doing and you know it so yeah. then how do i get okay with exactly where i'm at yeah start doing I the think things you I know can, I should and do. you can tell when you're on the right path and when you're not like when you go to bed every night and you can't sleep because of all the things you feel like you should have been doing yeah Oh, absolutely. And we talk, I guess we just talked about the shoulds, the shoulds or whatever, but just do one thing. Just do one small thing towards that, towards a goal. Mm -hmm. Not all the goals, just a goal, whatever it is. For me, I had to get over that hump of I can't write. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to be a writer. I'm not smart enough to make, publish a book. I had to get over that hump of I, I've never written anything that long before. To, I'm not a storyteller, yeah. all this stuff. I had to get over those humps. And writing those part books. Part of the Frankenstein monster that the girl put in your subconscious thoughts. So many people, like from when I was a kid, being That's told true. stupid my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, I had to get, I had to get over that, and and start, and it started with just writing something, whatever it was, you know, just writing something. Right. Started. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and it's works. It works like that for everything. The answer is so simple. If, if you're you out of shape, if you just do something, you'll feel better than yeah, where you. If you're out of right shape, now. get up and just move for thirty more minutes than you moved yesterday, or ten more minutes. You know, if you're broke, put one penny in a jar. <laughs> you just do something. I think that's where my that drinking. Action. You know, that's that's like um, my alcoholism. You know, when you're in the disease of, you know, active alcoholism and uh, you're spiraling out of control, you know, you're because of your you're an alcoholic, you're avoiding certain things, doing things, people, whatever it may be. And because you're avoiding this, they, you know, these things that you should be doing, you know, that you need should be taking care of. It builds more anxiety. So you drink more so that yeah. you don't feel the anxiety. And then, you know, it's just, it's just this horrible, you know, I, I don't want to say cycle because really it is, it's a spiral down a drain is what it is yeah. and just self-destruction and insanity. And that's where mine was. I, I would go to bed every night and, um, and just with extreme self-loathing for not only my alcoholism and addiction, but, um, for all the stuff that I, I was falling short on because mm -hmm. of my disease, not recognizing at the time, I mean, that I, I was, yeah, I was pretty, if I was honest with myself, and I was, I knew I, I had a problem. I knew I couldn't stop on my own, but knowing, um, not knowing at the time 
that it had nothing to do with willpower and, and me just being weak. You know, I just thought yeah. I was weak. Um, but the reality is that, yeah, what I've learned through sobriety is just that first step, just doing something. Yeah. And everyone's weak when they try to pick up an elephant. You know, it's like we we try to take on the weight of the world when we've we haven't even taken the first step. Right. And that's the whole like getting over that idea that I have I either I'm going to either lay here and do nothing or I'm going to conquer the world. There's some shit in between. (laughs) There's a lot of shit in between and And being okay with that stuff because that's the whole that's everything. The stuff in between is the whole reason for everything like the journey is life right like once you conquer the world what then what are you gonna do then you know, you know? What was that quote then that you gotta then you gotta like have these uh micromanagers you gotta have guys out there writing reports on people who aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing <laughs> you know like then you gotta run the whole world that sounds not like i don't want to do any of that Nobody wants to run the world. Everyone wants to conquer it. And I think, you know, I just realized something, talking about being in the middle. You know, what what does my sponsor always say when I'm in a healthy state of mind or when I'm back working a program? um, Welcome welcome back to the middle of the road, you know? That I didn't veer off too side, you know, because you go go off to the edge, you're gonna that's that when you go all the way off, that's when you actually relapse and drink. You can get to the very edge and be pretty sick though, you know, without drinking. And I've been there, and the sicker I am in my mind, the less um, content I am with exactly where I'm at right now. Yeah. And um, I'm really bad, just like, you know, about when I get there, I, I de- as you know, I deprive myself of food, I deprive myself of sleep, I do, you know, I'm of basic human needs because I feel like I don't deserve it somehow. I don't know, I just, but that's how sick I get. Yeah. And uh, it makes things worse, of course. Um, I isolate. Um, but, you know, like today, I'm great. I feel... I feel very blessed today. I feel like I'm, I'm really okay with where I'm at. And, you know, warts and all, is my life perfect? Absolutely not. But I have so much in my life to be grateful for. And if I turn around and take a look back at nine months ago, oh my gosh, it is so much better. It is like night and day better. Yeah. And that's the, you know, sometimes we just need that perspective instead of, we don't always know. We think our egos and our, and our brains thinks that we know what is best for us and thinks that we know what we need and um we don't we don't know how things exactly how things are going to look and how things are going to shape up you know we can't get depressed about where we're at because we're looking forward and thinking oh I'm not here so therefore I'm not you know I, I don't have a good life or I'm I'm not good enough or I'm failing or you know things aren't working out for me or or even blaming others you but it's when you, we take a look back and see how far we've come that's the only way we can have that perspective of where think, we're at. I think it was a perspective you were just talking about that made me think of something else um, I heard the other day. It was like, we get down on our knees and we pray to the creator of the universe and the person who we think hung the stars and all this kind of stuff. And what do we ask for? We ask for a better job. <laughs> <laughs> or like, these silly things. Like, uh, uh, you know, don't let, I, don't let me get fired. Yeah. Or like, you know, just these tiny little things that are like you're asking the, the the creator of the universe a power that you can't even fathom just to help you get a better job. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or, or like make your rent payment. Like not saying that those things aren't important, but why are we? Why are we so? And because we're about to living before, in like, the box. Yeah. Living in the box. We're so worried about survival still, not realizing that, you know, survival is like to survive in today's day and age is it's so simple like it's been made so simple it's such a primal instinct and it goes back to you know like what again our brains our selfish egos it's survival is a very selfish primal need you know i want to survive i'll do whatever it takes to survive and yet since survival is so simple now the survival instinct morphs into something ugly. You know, I yeah, want to yeah. take, 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 I'm, you know, the greed, you know, and I'm yeah, going to have... it's like there's not enough. Yeah. When it's like, what? Right. Are you kidding me? There's never been more right. than there is now. Well, it just goes to show that, I, that everything that, it, you know, if we're reaching outside for what we think we need, yeah. we're doing... The, we need to go we need to, it's not going to make us happy we need to do the exact we need to go inside we need to get you know and figure out ourselves exactly what you know going back to the beginning of what we were saying figuring out our um what our gifts are what our dharmic causes what our talents are what our purpose is yeah. on this world we need to go inside and figure that out um yeah. but because i promise you and it just in stop building the frankenstein monster yes the accumulation of things on the outside yeah, the there's stuff. already the 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 greatest creation was already made as soon as we were born, and we want to recreate something else. Like we want to we want to attach all these other body parts to us, right. like we were made wrong. And the funny thing is, it's in like this, we this made book wrong. I'm reading right now, it's it's really interesting that our spirits basically chose our bodies or have our we have formed our bodies and what whatever way it works is because our body is perfect for our purpose our yeah. body is is it was born and is exact is is perfect it's the only one just like it for our spirit for our purpose and it will suit that need um just just as it's supposed to if we allow it yeah but what were we talking about before when we do these things we're trying to be different trying to um you know uh be somebody else trying to force ourselves to live like you know like everybody else it feels wrong mm -hmm. it physically feels wrong yeah. and people get cancer and they get sick and they're obese and they have you know all of these things and they're stressed and anxiety and depression and well, yeah. that's the body's response to not the spirit not living right yeah, you know and absolutely. doing what it should be doing um that Frankenstein monster, you know, trying to build the Frank because we we're not equipped to do that. We're absolutely not equipped to do that. And um, if we can go inside, you know, and really tap into who we are, then all of that falls into line. What was that? There's that uh, saying that um, a man went to his mirror and the mirror was broken. And when he looked in, his face was all distorted. And instead of trying to fix the mirror, he tried to Hmm. Cut his face to make it look like what he saw. Oh wow! To cut his face so that it the distortion so would become undistorted, or so it fit what he saw in the mirror. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, wow. Huh. But that's what we do. Like we see other things outside of ourselves, and instead of fixing what's actually going on, like like trying to the mirror is broken. We're, we're not looking at the mirror properly. Yeah. You know, because we're already, the, the creation's already been made. There wasn't a mistake. 
But have you ever met those people? And I think, you know, you, you know, I don't remember her name and I won't mention it, but you interviewed one girl in particular where she was so confident and she was, yeah. uh, and you said you were almost intimidated by her and it, and I get it now. It's because she was a very, she was, she was wide awake. She was very in tune with herself and exactly what she was put on this earth to do. And she was following through with it and she was so relaxed and comfortable in her own skin. It, sh- it, it, it was shining through her. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's amazing when we are, how fast things fall into line. And I talked about you this morning, how, um, you're talking about how if you're, you're amazed at, at just what you've been doing lately from thought, from an idea to execution is the gap is closing tremendously. Yeah. We were talking about the infomercial. I was inspired to do an infomercial three days ago after working out in the gym. Like my son had been talking about how he loves infomercials. And I saw a commercial in the gym, the infomercial in the gym, and I was like, I want to do an infomercial for the channel. And the next day, we we shot, we made the infomercial, and it was online, and it's like the most popular video, video we've done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's so silly and ridiculous, but we did it, like, no script, one take, just off the cuff, and that's kind of how we do things anyway. We're, we're, we sort of flow together that way. But it's going back to... Um, when you know the other theory the yin and yang theory you know the the yin is the spirit and the intuition and the um inspiration and the yang is the body is is actual the the mind the um the action the body and and the ego but we need they need both i mean because without um you know, if the body's just running around on whatever it thinks, it's just, you know, we, our thoughts get us into dangerous places. Talking about the distorted mirror, you know, we, we, see, we don't see things right. And we're trying to be somebody else. We need our intuition, our spirit, and our guidance to figure out what is the right thing to do in our conscience. And so it's the, um, but we both, we have both of these. But when the, when the mind and ego and body and, and are taking action. So we need the, that to follow through with the action of the intuition of the spirit of the of the yin you know the yang you know is the action for the yin and I was saying how the reason that gap is closing is because you're in line with yourself that that's flowing that's pretty fluid with you right now yeah. you're trusting your intuition and you're taking action that's right. and so that's why I reached out to Ryan Reynolds exactly and so trusting the intuition <laughs> I don't know what's going to come of it who knows and that's the whole point nothing comes of it I still did it you do I, you follow the uh, the intuition with action without expectation of exact results yeah. you just do it because that's your inspiration and so you follow the inspiration without fear of judgment or maybe you know there is some fear but you push through it anyway you know you and you you do it anyway and then the more you do it and you learn that that worked you trust your intuition and you just do it and so yeah. that gap is closing you're taking action on your intuition and then the results are becoming faster too because you're in line with your purpose with what you should be doing and so it's responding to the universal power faster I mean, I don't even know if any of that just made sense, but that's what I, no, I, I truly believe. Action is important. Intuition is important. All right, we're going to wrap it up because I want to go not do this. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, uh, anybody who's listening to this. We appreciate it. I'm Sherry. And I am Matt Whiteside. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Bye.